you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week we're going to continue our um, discipleship uh, series of uh, not putting discipleship in the corner uh, by bringing the end all, the be all of uh, the Wesley uh, 22 questions uh, that can be found on the uh, umdiscipleship.org website. Um, And last week we looked at 1 through 11, and so this week we're going to look through 12 through 22. And so, Zach, as you as you look at those questions, what are uh, what what are some that speak to you, and what are some that you would just mother, rather just go away? Well, in thinking of twelve through twenty-two, I'd rather them all just go away. Uh, they're tough questions. I will uh, do the same thing as I did last week and read uh, each question so that we have a you know clear concept of what's going on here, and then dig into the ones that uh, dig into me, I suppose. Uh, so 12, do I get to bed on time and get up on time? <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 13, do I disobey God in anything? Uh, do I insist upon doing something about which my conscience is uneasy? Am I defeated in any part of my life? Am I jealous, impure, critical, irritable, touchy, or distrustful? How do I spend my spare time? Am I proud? Do I thank God that I am not as other people, especially as the Pharisees who despised the publican? Is there anyone whom I fear, dislike, disown, criticize, hold a resentment towards, or disregard? If so, what am I doing about it? Do I grumble or complain constantly? And the last one, is Christ real to me? And so as I think of those questions and read through them, uh, like I said last week, these all build on one another. And if we're truly honest in, in who we are and where we are in our, in our relationships and our spiritual relationships and spiritual health, these are tough, tough questions. And I, and I really the one that really, the one or two that really get me uh, are, are towards the, the end. Is there anyone whom I fear, dislike, disown, criticize, hold resentment towards or disregard? You know, that, that's a really, that's a really easy question to be like, yeah, or no. But it's the back end of that. It's, the, it's, it's part B of that question that really gets me. If so, what am I doing about it? Mm. Uh, that one really, it, it causes you to have to go, oh, well, now I have to do something about it. Now I have to act on this fear, this dislike, this disown, this, this criticizing, this resentment. I actually have to go and, and make, make right with these people. Um, that one's tough. And, and I think it's tough for everyone because yeah, there's a reason why we fear that we dislike, we disown, criticize. Maybe it's out of hurt and pain. Maybe it's out of jealousy. 
Um, it goes back up to one of the earlier questions. Am I jealous, impure, irritable, touchy, distrustful? That builds into this question. And, and not only do we have to answer this honestly of yes or no, we have to then ask ourselves, why? And what am I going to do to make this better? What am I going to do? Maybe not to repair the relationship, but to reconcile it and move forward. Because sometimes when there's fear uh, and pain, this question isn't asking us to go and, and be best friends with someone who has hurt us. That's asking us to reconcile it and move on, not just to sit and wallow uh, in that, in that pain and despair and hatred and, and fear and all of those things. It's, it's asking us to act upon, uh, act upon who we are and why we have an issue and to resolve it and move forward. The other one that I, I find really interesting is the very next one is do I complain or, or do I grumble or complain constantly? I think if that constantly wasn't there, it wouldn't bother me so much. Uh, do I, I complain or grumble? Yeah, sure. From time to time, constantly. Oh God. Um, we all know those negative Nellies in our lives that, uh, that anytime you ask them something, it's the negative first. Hey, you know, did you go watch uh, that new Marvel movie? Yeah. Here's what I hated about it. No, no, no. Tell me what you liked about it first. You know, uh, often my oldest daughter's question to me about something new. She asked me yesterday, the first day of school, dad, what was your least favorite subject in school? I was like, Zoe, why don't we talk about the things we, we enjoyed about school? Our most, our, our favorite subject. Oh, it, you know, it's just that mindset of let's not go to the grumble and complain first. Let's hit the, let's hit the joys. Let's hit the highlights. And then we can dig into, to these things. And I think it's those, all of these questions allow us to be self-aware enough to go, Oh, who am I? What am I talking about? Um, you know, where am I at emotionally, spiritually, you know, uh, in my relationships, it, it causes us to truly take a step back and go, okay, how am I approaching life today? And is there something or someone I need to reconcile with so that I can come, come closer to God and come closer to people and come closer to who God's calling me to be. And, uh, so those are the two that really hit me pretty hard at, at most points in my life. Out of this set. <laughs> Out of this set. Out of um, this set. <laughs> I, I think if you um, if you were to take this as a whole and and work this down at you know like before you went to bed you know maybe sit down with a little tablet or whatever and and a box little, of Kleenexes and, and a box of Kleenexes <laughs> and a, a candle and um, you know maybe a glass of Chardonnay to kind of relax you a little bit. I feel like if you're going to do that, you have to have Sarah McLaughlin playing. At the oh, yeah. I mean, I think that would be key. I, I know it, it'd be like John Wesley's and can it be so I get, um, like in slow, you know. Um, and, and as I look at these questions, I think there are two to me that have stuck out to me. And I sat down with a group of men on Wednesday and we looked at these questions and um, I asked, you know, like, which one of these are the hardest? And I said, you know, the one that really sticks out to me is Christ real to me. Mm-hmm. Um. I think in this day and age where, you know, we can dream up anything and put it on a screen and that makes it semi-real. I, I don't think that that's real. <laughs> right. Um, I think to me, when I think of that question, I think of how um, Christ is real to me and what my experiences of Jesus are. And I, you know, I'll draw on some biblical experiences of when Jesus appeared to Peter, when he was sinking and, came to Paul and, you know, changed his name and, and, and all those experiences, you know, the Emmaus road experience alone is, is powerful. 
and and that realness is there and can be there as long as we're aware of Christ being real uh, now. And uh, that definitely, you know, uh, definitely, you know, causes me to think and shudder and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, can be a little bit struggling to think about how you spend your time. I mean, that question number 17, how did I spend my spare time? And, um, you know, I think that shows can even show you the, where you're at spiritually and and mentally. And, um, you know, these questions do, do draw out of us a sense of vulnerability. And if you ask me, I think if one thing the church is lacking is vulnerability, being honest and open to who we are and where we're at, and where our struggles are and where, where can some growth points be because we refuse to create space for that. And I was listening to some men talk about this uh, in the sense of testimony. And if you notice when we do testimony or we ask people to spend time in faith, what do we do in worship experiences, like modern worship experiences, not necessarily traditional experiences, we turn off lights and like make it this like personal, like it's, you know, don't, don't tell anybody that you're experiencing Jesus kind of thing. And, and don't, you know, don't talk about your, like we, we have created a culture of like not to talk about it. And mm-hmm. so when you ask people, you know, in, in the Methodist church, when you join the church, prayers, presence, gift, service, and witness, you know, we just recently more added witness. And it's because I think we've lost that sense of, of talking about our faith. We've, I mean, there's so much we could look at into that. And I think these questions, if we utilize them effectively, can bring us to a vulnerability that we're not like, you know, those, you know, those people that are always vulnerable, like they're overly vulnerable and overshare, but I think we can be more real um, and make Christ real to this world in a way that can uh, provide some change uh, for people uh, to live out their faith in a way that is truly authentic and truly real and not something that they just do from Sunday to Sunday for an hour and make them feel good and all that good stuff. Right. Well, if you go back to the Holy Clubs and when when John Wesley is asking these questions, there is a vulnerability there. The expectation when sitting down in a small group in a class and whatever you want to call them uh, was to be open and honest with who you were, where you were, what you struggled with, and and truly where where you succeeded, where your joys were. Um, but there is this expectation that we would hold each other accountable, that we would uh, celebrate with one another, that we grieve with one another, and, and that we'd be there. And these questions pull that out. And, and you're absolutely right. We've gotten into um, the last 25, 30 years of the church into this culture where we don't do that. And this is, this is a personal journey for me. And no, we need each other. Uh, we need each other to honestly answer these questions and say, you know what? I suck today. Today was a rough day and, and I struggled with these things so that the person sitting beside you or with you can say, yeah, me too. How do we go together? You know, we, we have lost that in the church because we've replaced it with this idea of perfection and not perfection and grace or perfection and love. Uh, but simply outward and visible perfection that there's nothing wrong. We're always okay. And the moment that tragedy strikes, the moment that um, we experience a crisis in our life, church and God go out the window. And rather than asking and finding where God is in those moments, we blame God and we move on and walk away. 
And these, what these questions do is allow this vulnerability to come back into our lives, into our relationships with God and with people and say, hey, yeah, this isn't going to be easy. This isn't going to be perfect, but I'm going to be honest with where I'm at. And all 21 of these leading into the 22nd question are all about where am I? What am I seeing? How have I experienced um, life to then answer that question? Is Christ real to me? Which some days, yeah. And other days, I'm, I'm looking around wondering where the hell Christ is. Uh, and if we can be honest in that, even that, especially that of, I don't know today. I think we begin to be able to see where God is at work. And we begin to see where we're spending our time and spending our effort in really good ways and really in healthy ways. And the moment we can be honest in that, as often as we can be honest in that, the better off we are in so many ways. But we have to get out of this idea that um, anything other than perfection is failure or um, makes us less than um, because we just missed the boat at that point. Um, we're, we're like Peter sinking into the, uh, into the lake going, save me. And we're too blind to see Jesus standing there, reaching his hand out, saving us. Right. Uh, when we can't be honest in that moment that we need help. And I think that that's the <clears throat> first step in our journey. Um, I mean, look at the 12 step program and is reckoning in order for growth to happen. You, you know, you have to recognize where you, you fall short. Mm-hmm. And I think in our faith journeys, it's the same thing. We have to recognize where is Christ real in our life. And when we can do that, amazing things can happen. Mm-hmm. And this is a great tool to utilize that growth, um, that depth and faith, and um, that can help us overcome things that, um, I mean, it, I mean, one of the, the saddest things I think we've ever done was close our canon where we've neglected to continually tell the faith stories because there are people in our churches that don't know how faith has overcome after, you know, acts. Right. <laughs> um, and um, I mean, could you imagine if we told the story of, of the slaves and how they would sing out their faith as they were trying to figure out how to overcome oppression or right. how, um, I mean, there are things that we could look at where you know, the, today we need to hear, but we feel like we're disconnected because our scriptures are so um, dated that we don't feel like they're for today. And in all honesty, they are for today because there are stories in there that can shape and change us as we read through them. And, you know, like I said, I'm meeting with a group. I now have a group of men that I meet with uh, for a weekly Bible study. And as we are reading through the book of Genesis this, this week, the question I asked is how are you living out that you're created in the image of God? Right. And then that led me into the, the questions. But then I, I think if we really realize is that everybody was created in the image of God and open ourselves up to the possibility of what could happen if we decide to live in harmony mm-hmm. and be together and do the best that we can together in the name of Jesus. It's, it's amazing to see what could really happen and be open to that. Well, and that's what this whole series has been about the last, last four episodes or so with acts of mercy and piety. And then these 21 questions of how do we do this individually? How do we connect with God individually? And how do we connect with God as a community? Uh, through, through acts of worship, through acts of service, um, through all of the things that we do. And these questions are no different. We can come together and ask them individually. 
and we can come, well, that's a silly sentence. We can, we can come and ask ourselves individually and then we can come together in a community of, of two or more, right? Um, and ask each other these questions and be honest in our answers and find ways to connect, uh, to find ways to heal and, and find ways to um, see where God is at work in this world and, and, and in our lives in major, uh, major ways and ways that don't seem major, but truly are. Um, it's important. To have, God, it's so important to have these conversations. And I think that that's where growth happens and we don't get stuck. For sure. And, 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 and I'll share this because I think it's, it's vital for people to hear is that growth is painful mm-hmm. because think of a seed and um, as a seed sheds its outer covering to become the plant, um, that's not like something that just happens and there's not some kind of pain there. Mm-hmm. And the, in order for growth to happen, we have to be willing to shed our old selves and move in a new direction and how we water ourselves and how we center and ground ourselves uh, shows the fruit that we produce. And so, you know, with this, you know, as we bring the series to a close and Zach, you know, definitely laid out some really great work on thinking back about how we're being uh, private and corporate and, and that you have to have the balance of the two. And if you're one way or the other, please find ways to shift. And mm-hmm. if you're looking for a small group, you know, sometimes it's not looking for it, and maybe it's something starting it and just saying, mm-hmm. all right, Hey, I've got three friends. We're going to get together and we're going to talk about this. And we're going to be adamant about this. And we're going to grow in our faith. We're going to pray for each other. And we're going to, you know, hold each other accountable to live out our faith. And, and, you know, amazing things can happen out of that. And so we want to encourage you to do that. Discipleship begins when you're willing to take that first step and follow. And so as we choose to follow Jesus, uh, know that that's not going to be an easy road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to call you to vulnerability. It's going to call you to a sense of growth in a way that you had never imagined. But if you are willing to be a disciple, you come out of the corner and live a life that is just amazing and phenomenal to see. And so, you know, for the bearded theologians, our whole idea is to bring this to the forefront to help you grow in your faith. Not because, you know, um, you know, there's something in it for us. What's in it for us is that we're able to connect us. We connect with God through this, but we want to be able to connect you to God through this. And, um, we have all sorts of really great resources on our website at beardedtheologians.com. Um, even feel free, you know, it's getting close to pastor appreciation month. Um, if your pastor is bearded, um, you know, or if they're not bearded and you want them to have a beard, maybe getting them a mug might inspire them or a t-shirt might, uh, call them out. Um, <laughs> but please be sensitive that those that don't grow beards or don't want to grow beards. Um, that may not be very funny. Um, you know, so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.